0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Welcome to this podcast edition of a look at the book I have studied through the prophetic word of God, and one of the books that is an essential for you to understand God's last days scenario that can be found in Bible prophecy is the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, a Jewish prophet priest who was taken into the Babylonian captivity, was one of the major prophets that God has used down through the years to communicate to the Jewish people a timeline for the Jews as to what is going to happen. The book is broken into two parts, a message of retribution, the first 32 chapters of the book, and then a message of restoration, restoring the Jewish people, and restoring the Jewish practices. That would be chapters 33 to 48. We're going to continue now with a study of the book of Ezekiel, and we move into an area that will assist you in understanding, that will help you in your understanding of this excellent expose of Ezekiel's exhortation to his people, the Jewish people. Take a moment, if you will, listen to this next segment in our continuing study of the book of Ezekiel. I'll be back in a moment to tell you how you can get the entire study of the book of Ezekiel. Now, join me in my study of the book of Ezekiel.
1: But the scenario was laid out there. You've got to warn the people. And so he said, Ezekiel, I'll making you in your watchman. Hear the word from me and warn the people. Tell them what's coming. Now... By the way, he's going to loosen Ezekiel's tongue. Remember for seven and a half years, his tongue, he was dumb, not dumb, stupid, dumb, can't speak. His tongue cleaved to the roof of his mouth. He couldn't say any word unless God put it in there. Well, he gets word, verse 21. And it came to pass in the twelfth year of the captivity, in the tenth month, in the fifth day of the month, that one that had escaped out of Jerusalem came unto me, saying, The city is smitten. And So there's somebody in that attack on Jerusalem, 586 B.C., Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of the Jewish month of Av. He escapes. He gets over to Babylon. He runs up to Ezekiel there in the Chabar River. And he says, Ezekiel, it's happened as you prophesied. The fathers ate their children. The children ate their fathers. It was terrible. One-third died of pestilence and starvation. One-third were killed when the Babylonian army came in. And the other third are on their way. Just exact detail that you said, Ezekiel. It's happened. Verse 22. Now the hand of the Lord was upon me in the evening. afore he that was escaped came and opened my mouth until he came to me in the morning. And my mouth was open and I was no more dumb. Now he could speak. Seven and a half years in preparation. Now he has a message of restoration. Go to chapter 37. Chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there was very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son, I love this. Oh, I love, look at this. He said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? (laughs) I love this. Well, look, look how Ezekiel answers. And I answered, Lord, thou (laughs) knowest. I mean, why are you asking me, Lord? Can the bones live? You ask me that question, you know. I teach at the Word of Life Bible Institute. Actually, I teach Ezekiel at the Word of Life Bible Institute, the second-year students here. I teach all over the world at Word of Life Bible Institutes, but here I teach Ezekiel. And uh, <laughs> I told them when we were studying Ezekiel, this is not an answer to any of my quiz questions. <laughs> Professor DeYoung, you know, why are you asking us? <laughs> you know, that is not an answer. But I love Ezekiel's answer. Lord, Thou knowest not know why you're asking me. And God, without skipping a beat, starts to tell Ezekiel to do something. He says, Ezekiel, (laughs) I want you to preach to these bones. Huh? There's a whole valley of dry bones. He said, Ezekiel, I want you to preach to the bones. Now, I have perfect empathy with Ezekiel. (laughs) I have been to places where I thought I was preaching to a bunch of dry bones. Not here. I'm not talking about here. No, no, no. And so Ezekiel starts to preach. Ah! And he gets up there and he's preaching all of a sudden. The foot bone come, the ankle bone, the ankle bone come, leg bone, leg bone come, hip bone, hip bone, bone, back bone, neck bone, shoulder bone, shoulder bone, bone, neck bone, neck bone, head bone. Hear the word of the Lord. And all the bones started coming together. And then these bones stand up. And the bones start to sing. You know what they say? You got to have skin. That's the thing that's really in. (laughs) I don't know if they sang that or not. But God said, preach some more, Ezekiel. And he preached and whew, skin comes flying out of the sky. And it covers these bones who have come together. And God said, Ezekiel preached on and Ezekiel said, you know, I'm not doing bad, am I? That's pretty good preaching. The bones come together, the flesh come over. And God said, preach some more. And he preached some more and whew, the wind came and filled the flesh-covered bones. And they stood up like a mighty army you think I'm making that up don't you I didn't make it up I just dressed it up <laughs> look at verse 7 I'm gonna see what the text says folks so I prophesied as I was commanded or I preached and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone and when I beheld, lo, the sinews in the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Verse 10, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet in exceeding great army. That's exactly what I taught you. The bones came together. That's the regathering of the Jewish people who in 70 AD were scattered to the four corners of the earth. North, south, east, and west. You see, they went out of the land three times. In scripture and in reality. First time, Genesis, they went out when Jacob took 70 of his family, went into Egypt because of famine in the land of Canaan. 430 years later, 2 million of Jacob's family. Now come out of the land under the leadership of Moses, out of the land of Egypt, out of the bondage, and they head towards the promised land. Because of unbelief, they wandered for 40 years. Finally, they get over to the Jordan River at Jericho, and they cross into the land. So that is the first departure and the first return. We're talking about the period of time for the second departure, the Babylonian captivity. They're taken out of the land for 70 years. and Why 70 years? Well, because in leviticus chapter 25 god told you rest this land every seven years give it a sabbatical don't worry about it in the sixth year i'll give you enough to take care of your seventh year and into the eighth year you rest the land don't plant any crops in the seventh year and israel was disobedient you know how long they were disobedient 490 years divide seven into that and you get 70 and that's why they were out of the land for 70 years. The last chapter of 2 Chronicles says that. You're, I'm not making it up. And so they were out of the land. And then Zerubbabel is raised up and he brings them back into the land. That's the second departure out of the land and the second return. The third departure, 70 A.D. General Titus, the Roman army, destroys the city, devastates the temple, and disperses the Jews to the four corners of the earth. That's what Moses in Deuteronomy 28 said. If you don't obey God, he's going to cast you out. You'll be a proverb among the people. You'll be hated. You'll be persecuted. Have they been for now 2,000 years? Spanish Inquisition, Holocaust, all the anti-Semitism out of the land. By the way, there's there's a monument in the city of Rome to the fulfillment of that prophecy. It's called the Arch of Titus. General Titus' father was the Caesar, the emperor of Rome at that time of 70 AD, and he built an arch for his son. You can go there and see it. You see the pictures of the Roman soldiers carrying the trumpets and the menorah back into Rome. That monument there to the fulfillment of prophecy. That was the third departure. And now they're going to be in the third return and there no more is a message of departure in the word of god we're in that third return and that's the prophecy here this is apocalyptic literature apocalyptic comes from the greek word apocalypsis which means to reveal to make known or in other words revelation prophecy there are four apocalyptic books daniel ezekiel zechariah and revelation How do you interpret apocalyptic literature? Because apocalyptic literature uses symbols to teach an absolute truth. Well, you see the bones coming together. That's the regathering. The flesh on the bones, that's the restoration of a Jewish state. And the breath of life breathed into these flesh-covered bones, that's the regeneration of the Jewish people. How do I know? I read the Bible so it would interpret itself. We read to verse 10. Want to read verse 11? Look at verse 11. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. There's the answer. God uses Ezekiel in a symbolic fashion to tell as he preaches the valley of dry bones, that's the whole house of Israel. They've been scattered all over the world. I'm going to regather them. He made a commitment. you got chapter 37. Go back to chapter 34 just a second. Let me show you something in chapter 34. Uh, Starting in verse 11. The first ten verses of chapter 34, a message about the false prophets that are coming. That's a neat message, but we just don't have time to hit everything. Chapter 34, verse 11. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. Verse 12, middle of the verse. So will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all the places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. Verse 13. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and bring them into their own land. Verse 14. And I will feed them in a good pasture. Verse 15. And I will feed my flock and I will cause them. Verse 16. And I will seek that which was lost. You hear what I'm saying? I just have used it nine times. The 18 times in the last part of chapter 34, God says, I will. I will. I'll tell you something. God says it once. I believe it. And that settles it for me. When He reiterates it 17 more times, you better pay attention. He said, I will find my sheep wherever they have been scattered, I will gather them into the land, I will feed them on good pastures, I will be their shepherd and take care of them like a shepherd takes care of his sheep. I will. Listen to me. God doesn't have to do anything I tell him to do. But he's committed by his holy name to do what he says to do. You don't believe that? I'll show you. Go to chapter 36. He said, I will bring them into the land.
0: Thank you so very much for joining us on this podcast edition of A Look at the Book. We've been studying the book of Ezekiel. This is a must study if you're going to be a student of Bible prophecy. You need to study the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, and the book of Ezekiel. If you would like to have the entire study, it is a five-hour study in audio on CD. It's available to you if you'll call our toll-free number. That's one eight seven seven six seven four three two nine eight. The easy way to remember that is eight prophecy eight. Call that toll-free number and you can order your copy of the study of Ezekiel. It's on CD, it's five hours long, and it will help you to understand better current events that are unfolding even as you have been listening to this particular study, a small portion of our study on the book of Ezekiel. Once again, that toll-free number is eight seven seven six seven four three two nine eight. Or you can go to our website, and you can order it that way, the website address prophecytoday.com. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us for this study of the book of Ezekiel. And remember, Jesus Christ is coming, and it could be today. So let's keep looking up until.